Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Events Coordinator for Idaho State University's Continuing Education and Workforce Training, known as SWEET. Joining us today is Garth Lamson, SWEET's Irish Language and Cultural Instructor. Our format is conversational and the focus is on our topic and guests for the next 20 minutes. The clock started with the welcome. After 20 minutes, no matter where we're at in the conversation, we're done. So Garth, Welcome to Sweet. Please tell us about yourself. Well, my name's Garth Lamson. Um, I've I started here at ISU in 1988, and they've never been able to get rid of me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went from being my you know, my undergrad, my masters. I'm I'm uh, working on finishing up a PhD in the English department. Um, I've taught uh, in the anthropology department a little bit, uh, Celtic oh. languages. Uh, in the English department, their uh, comp classes, and um, with continuing ed. Um, Irish language, intro to Irish language. Cool, cool. Yeah. So how did you get started? At the, well, you just said that you were graduate school and master's and all that you got yeah. here. And are you from Ireland? No, I'm not. I'm from central Idaho, but my ancestry is, is heavily Irish, Scots and Irish. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Do we have a strong Irish community here, local? You know, surprisingly, we do. It, it, it oftentimes doesn't seem that way, but because of our connections with Montana and then with Idaho's mining history, uh, you know, many of those early miners from, say, the 1850s, 60s, 70s, um, and then even after 1900 were from the, they were the liminal people, the people um, on the edges of, of Europe. So you ended up with the Cornish miners and Welsh and Irish, Scottish, um, Serbian, Croatian. So you ended up with these little pocket communities all throughout Idaho and Montana. And every once in a while you see reverberations of those languages, which is how, it's not the only way I got into Irish, but that became a focus for me. Yeah. Now every once in a while I hear rumblings about a huli. A huli, yeah. So tell us about So that. a huli is, is a community gathering. So think of these, you know, small, small communities, um, in rural parts of Ireland, uh, pretty you know heavily vegetated, um, denuded of forest after about 1670, but still is very hard to get into some of those those little valleys and areas, especially in the west of Ireland, where we have a tour coming up in June where we'll be there. Um, yeah, but the the huli itself was it's the sense of a community coming together, you know, from from out in the farms, and they would come together and they would share food and and music. There would be uh, shanaki, which are the traditional storytellers and there as well. Yeah, and this year at, at our huli, the consul general from uh, the San Francisco consulate from for Ireland uh, may be at this huli at cool. the end of March. Cool. Yeah. Now I heard you drop a little bit of a hint about a trip in June. Yes. So would you want yeah. to 
elaborate so a I would, bit more. I would love to elaborate on that. So it, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's continuing education. These people are wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It's been a real dream of mine to try and, and get that in place for Idaho State, but I just, I've never had the resources, uh, kind of being a one-man band in a way. University of Montana's had a tour that they've had in place that funds much of their Irish language program for about, they've done it for about 10 years. And I'm very good friends with Irish Studies Director, uh, Dr. Trelica Reardon. He's from Cork. Um, he's a Gwilgor, which is an Irish speaker. Um, and he, he took some Pocatello people a couple of years ago. I think we had six or seven who went. And he's wanted us to, to have this source of funding and this source of real culture here in Pocatello. So he agreed to, to do it. And I've set that up with him through Continuing Ed. Well, it's cool. great. Yeah. Now, on this trip, do the participants need passports? They do need passports. They, they need passports. I would really, um, I've, I've spoken with one of your colleagues about having a few information meetings starting yes, in February. February yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, some, some people have questions about insurance, so I'll be able to answer those. Um, passports, you know, things as simple as what kind of shoes. High heels don't work the best on some of the tours. You don't think? Well, no, what about not, the not, they do? <laughs> well, that, that's a good point. That's only when you're on top of a barrel. So, oh. yeah. There actually is. There's, there's something called a barrel dance. It's a, it's a Sean Nose type of a dance, and it really looks cool. Yeah, but I, I don't think I could drink enough to get on the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh, we have a question. Okay. So what sort of things are people going to be doing on the Irish trip? Are you going to be seeing like some like famous scenes, going to be visiting like local culture, restaurants, yes. Yes, 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 and yes. That's, I, I can say that. So uh, it's a smaller tour. It's limited to 20 people, which means we're going to be on a, not a small bus, but the, the larger tour buses that are over 40 people, they can't get on the small roads. So we'll be on a mid-sized bus. Very nice. I, I want to stress that it's a very nice, uh, very nice accommodation there. Uh, but we'll be seeing the, the geography of the place. We start off actually in a place called the Burren in the, in the west coast of Ireland in the Cliffs of Moher. We'll be able to see out across the Aran Islands and then and into to Galway, uh, City of the Tribes. And there's absolutely one of the most amazing streets. It's called Key Street, Q-U-A-Y. It's how it's spelled. So anybody who's watching this, look up Key Street in Galway. Um, yeah, and from there, it's it's on to, to Castles, Kylemore Abbey. Um, you know, amazing history with with battle sites and shopping and amazing food as well. Uh, the the pub environment, it's it's very different from the sense of an American bar. It's just erase that from your mind because there's food, there's a lot of music, and we'll be in smaller areas. So the pubs that we'll be at, we'll be able to see that real traditional uh, Irish music. Yeah. For people who are going on this trip, are mm -hmm. there like... Are there societal expectations in Irish, like in Ireland, that you should not do as a tourist? Like, are there certain things that you should avoid? <laughs> or not, not wear? Not say, Look up a morning to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like asking maybe about Lucky Charms, right? You know. Uh, <laughs> That's that's always a, that's a bad one. Yeah, yeah. Top of the morning to you. Yeah, no, I only say that. The only time I ever say top of the morning to you is when our we get Fulbright language teaching assistants here from Ireland, and when they they all can affect an American accent perfectly, right, from our movies. So then I say to them, oh, top of the morning to you, and then they they quit. <laughs> so no, I mean you know it's, it's just the it's the regular stuff. It, there's no country in Europe that is 
as connected with America as Ireland, honestly. I mean, we there's percentage-wise, more people are of English and German descent, but do you see any, you know, real English events? No, but you see those with with the Irish diaspora. So, oh, another question. So I'm from uh, Boston. Yep, oh, the Boston Irish, okay, right yeah, on. So uh, in yeah. Boston, Massachusetts, we're really connected to Absolutely. Uh, and basically it's like almost like a, a, a pack and forth, back and forth. But, it is. You know, and a lot of our uh, political history is connected with the Irish politicians uh, that uh, you know took power in, uh, in the early days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, second second generation Irish myself. Oh, cool! Get your citizenship. Yeah, I, I got you still can. No, yeah, no, you're Irish citizen. Irish, really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't don't realize that that's a possibility. But yeah, if you have an Irish grandparent, uh, you can apply for Irish citizenship, really? and it has some amazing benefits. Absolutely, you know, the ability to work, the ability to study, um, some of those things. But yeah, you know, Boston and New York kind of compete with that. When you're one of the areas we're going to be is uh, Dingle. Uh, and Dangan in Irish, and it's the furthest west parish uh, in Europe. And they they all say, uh, depending on where their families went, the next parish over is Boston. Next parish over <laughs> is New York. So yeah, it's kind of a, a funny thing there. Yeah, and then Boston, you know, received um, so many people from the famine. Um, oh, yeah. Which uh, is it's an amazing thing. But there were different waves of, of Irish immigration. Well, that's something I want to touch on with you because, you know, a lot of people, they got, you know, came from Ireland, they got off the boat and they stayed right there. But you're saying a lot of them went yeah. west. Absolutely. To do the and, you know, yeah. is it just that that's the background that they came from? So those, and we'll be covering this in the tour. So some of those, some of those immigrants were from the Jacobite Rebellion, 1715, uh, 1745, even the Wolf Tone Rebellion of 1798. Um, they were, some were uh, uh, actually, they had uh, certificates of indenture issued and they were kind of traded out of the British Isles into the colonies, if you will, um, which was, you know, a, a horrible thing, or, or just sent as prisoners to, to various colonies. Um, there are different different waves of, of immigration, um, and that's something to really to keep in mind. And we'll actually be covering a lot of that on the tour. So, is nice. so are you the person hosting the tour? I mean, as far as giving all the uh, information as we go along, or do you have someone from the area <laughs> who's Maybe well, co-doing it. That'll be uh, Dr. Trelicker Reardon. He's from, okay. from Cork. He teaches at the University of Montana. This will be his 11th year of doing these tours. He's uh, slightly older than me, but looks significantly younger than me. <laughs> so, yeah. And he and I are very good friends. And, uh, yeah, no, I'll be offering my insights. Um, you know, and ISU wants to move to toward that of, of offering our own tours. And that's what I'm going to be doing this year a lot is, um, you know, getting the feel for how a tour operates. How many times have you been overtime? Six. Six. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if if you go over, um, and this is something that people will find because this is so different than a commercial tour. We'll literally be in friends' homes. So in um, Liston Varna, we'll we'll be having uh, meals with with a family that is uh, they're actually relatives of of Trelix. We'll be hearing stories, hearing traditional music. Um, and then in the Dingle Peninsula, I know a lot of people there. Trelick knows a lot of people there. You'll, people on the tour will be having conversations with the locals. I mean, once you make those connections, it's very easy to return. I, I haven't stayed in a motel since 
2006. Yeah, my brother yeah. Uh, went out over there in the late 80s, and they were doing a walking tour, just two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wound up with not having a hotel, and his family just invited them to stay with them. It happens. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, and that's, that's the nice thing about this tour. With just 20 people, um, you'll really be able to find the things that, that you want to on this tour. Yeah, we'll, we'll have time for that. So, so people who are really into the, the pub culture and that trad music, um, they'll have some heavy exposure to that. You know, history nuts will, will be able to immerse themselves in the various rebellions and ruins and castles and, and manors. So this is more like the um, smaller villages, not bigger cities? Right. Well, like I said, we'll be in, in Galway, the city of the tribes, okay. right? Um, which is, you know, it's, it's an amazing place. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think of it really a lot like, like Pocatello. It's just a bit more compact, um, more... Their, their cities aren't aren't as spread out, but it has it has somewhat of a similar similar feel. People are very friendly there. The shopping it's a walking city oh, mostly. I mean, of course, there's a lot of driving, yeah. but like Key Street is closed off. There, are, I don't know, there are four or five. Well, there's more than that. I can't think of how many streets that are actually closed off. It's the big shopping area, and there, are these beautiful little shops. Key Street. Remember, anybody who hears that, look that up. That alone would make you want to go. The pictures of it are so cool. Now, I know people don't want to say, how much is the trip? And do I have to come up with the full amount on Johnny on the spot? No, they don't have to come up with the full amount. I mean, eventually they do. But, but, but initially, yeah. <laughs> initially, yeah, initially it's a three, $300 deposit, I believe, is, is what it is. Yeah, and then the, the uh, tour itself is $19.99, um, which is from compared with the larger tours. Um, that's six to seven hundred dollars cheaper. It, it really is. And these small, this is it's it's almost a personalized tour, which is, those are very very expensive. So people are getting a lot of value out of this because we're not doing it we're not doing it for profit. That's that's not the intent here. This the intent is to bring this to the Pocatello community, Southeast Idaho. So you say nineteen ninety nine for the trip. Yeah. Um, how much would you suggest someone bring for? A- out-of-pocket money, why they're on Yeah, well, all right, so that, that's a little different. Um, commercial tours, you spend a lot of time stopping at gift shops. Um, it's touristy stuff. Um, so when, once, like on a commercial tour, once you've been through two or three of them, you're done at about $250, because everybody seems like they buy a wool sweater, which they never wear. Puts it, they put it in the closet. <laughs> and that's the thing, everybody who goes to Ireland is like, oh, a wool sweater, and then they have to buy it. Uh, on this, though, while there won't be all those stops like that, there's going to actually be some more opportunity for some actual shopping, especially in Galway and in Dingletown. Um, so I, it's hard to say, but you, you'll definitely you'll definitely drop some money on some souvenirs. Spending- you know, a, a few hundred bucks. Okay, and they'll be um, spending their own money for uh, meals. No, most of most of oh, the meals okay. are included. Oh, okay. um, yeah, and I would need to look at the itinerary, or anybody viewing this can look at the itinerary and see that. Yeah, most of the meals are included. Excellent. But, but but you know, part of that is you want to go and and find your own restaurant sometimes. Yeah. There's a, another. Oh. Culturally, what um, what does Ireland offer that most people don't really think about Ireland offering? Of course, people know Guinness. Potatoes, you know, <laughs> the, those, those things. Yeah, that's the connection with Idaho. Yeah, it's uh, 
I would say it's the storytelling, the music, the language, and not in any particular order. Every child plays an instrument. They start with a fadog, which is a tin whistle, but along with that goes the ability to sing songs, both in English and in Irish. And if they're in, if they're in one of the Irish schools, which is a huge movement in in Ireland, um, so primary and secondary education, about ten percent is delivered only in the Irish language. But those kids develop this sense of being able to sing and perform and play and, and interact. They're just, you know, they, it's often said, oh, you know, Irish are natural-born storytellers. But they're really taught. I mean, they're taught from a very young age. And then if you, even if you have what's called a couple of focal, few words of Irish, and you say, um, you know, hello, right? Um, they'll say, Dias Morgwit back to you. They will, they'll respond. And if you say, oh, you know, share something about your language, they'll share some story about their language. Um, the conversations are immediate and heartfelt. That's, that's what I find. So, Garth, I think as a culture in the United States, one of the sim or precepts we have ingrained in our brain about Ireland is the film The Quiet Man. Mm -hmm. How close, how far? Oh, a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. But but here's the thing: is for you know for Irish Americans, uh, you know, like I'm third generation Irish American, right? Um, I still hear the, those stories, and and it becomes romanticized in in your heart um, because of because of the simple. Eh, it's not simple, but because of those stories of persecution and abandonment and and leaving and, and heartache. There's this longing for literally for the, the land, because with the clearances, um, landlords kicked the Irish off of their land, burned their cottages. It, it was absolutely horrible. So The Quiet Man takes place in Connemara. Um, I think we actually will be going by the original um, Quiet Man cottage. You can go in there and see the creepy Maureen O'Hara and John Wayne. They're these wax-type statues, but they're not wax. You're just kind of like, whoa, that's really? jolting. Wow. That's odd. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I know we'll be driving on the, the motorway. Well, it's not a motorway. It's just a two-lane two road, which is actually, to us, a one-lane road uh, by the bridge. Um, the, the famous bridge that, yeah. that he is standing on, looking at, uh, what is it, White Amorn, I think is yeah. the name of the cottage. I believe that. so. Yeah, so it's, you know, much of it, the, the races, um, those races still take place every summer. Every, seems like every strand, which or tra, which is a beach, has one of those kind of races that you saw in the Quiet Man. I'm not making that up. It's a, it still looks just like that. Wow. Yeah, except for the ribbon at the end. Right, but um, or uh, the ribbon at the beginning, uh -huh. um, yeah, um, and then the Galway races are actually they're world famous races. But um, yes, I don't know. There's there's some I, things I, I there are some a, things in it, right? I know it's a romanticized yeah. version, but um, it, it, I, I look at that film and it, 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 to me it screams Irish. Yeah. Um, it it does. I mean, it, it, that's that's part of what the the Irish condition is is about, you know. So okay. Um, We've talked about Irish, we've talked about how much trips going to cost, how many people can go. I know that people are going to say, how can I get there? Is that your timer going off? No. I've got another minute. Sit down. Who's I'm good. Going it's not mine. I don't know. It's a phone. I turned my phone off. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So, right. anyway. Continue. 
<laughs> airfare. Is that where you're airfare, going? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so airfare. And how they get there and where do they? Yeah. So this is imperative. You have to leave a day early. So our tour starts on the the, the second. You leave you leave America on the first. Okay. And it's an overnight flight. Yeah. That's it. So you want to be into into uh, Shannon Side Airport. SNN is the airport code for that. Uh, before eleven o'clock a.m. On, uh, on the second. second. Yeah. So this is something you're going to be talking about at some informational meetings. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. And, and so how starting can we find out about those informational meetings if we're interested in going to those? Surely or well, once they get set up with Garth, then we will email those on the interested list. Um, and then once people pay us, then we'll let them know that here's the meetings that they can attend. From what I understand, they don't have to attend all of them, but at least one is Required. Okay. Okay. So informational meetings, they should just call into the suite. Yeah. Then call into the suite. And too. Then once we gain their information, we'll know and be able to talk to them and tell them about that. Uh huh. Cool. Okay. So how do they get into that interested list? They just call our office 208-282-3372, or go. Yeah. Just call into the office and we'll ask you for your name, your email address, and the phone number. And with the email address, we will email you an itinerary and also the dates and times of the informational meetings. But they do need to put down that how much to save? Three hundred dollars will save your spot, spot on the bus. And the yes. total, the total cost is nineteen ninety nine. Uh huh. And the three hundred dollars, we need to have it uh, by. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. April third, and then the full payment by the first of May. That way we know we've got 20 people, that we're good to go, and if we need to do any cancellations, then we take care of that. So, Garth, as we can tell, our time is up. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's fast, wasn't it? The brown arm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time to talking with us today, and we hope our audience has gained some new insight from the conversation and what promises to be a fabulous trip to Ireland. I want to go. You can find online information at CE Train, and that's CE Train, like Choo Choo Train, dot ISU dot EDU, or call us at 208 282 3155, and we'll be more than glad to answer your questions. If you ask us a question and we don't know the answer, we'll do the footwork, we'll find out the answer, and we'll get right back to you. So, thanks again for being part of Sweet Talk. Garth, do you have any organization or? Um Something that you have on Facebook that you like to promote? If anybody wants to um, question me directly, uh, hopefully not under bright lights or anything, <laughs> <laughs> irishidaho at ymail.com. Um, they can just send me a note. Irishidaho, one word, at ymail.com. Excellent. Yeah, so great. So that's y, letter Y or W H Y? Letter, letter Y. Le letter y. <laughs> yeah, Ymail. Oh, yeah. There. <laughs> That's that's why good. mail? Yeah, why mail? I, it's you. It's you who's yeah. You know, efforts to, to thwart my life. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. Continuing education, workforce training, suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. 
We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is c-e-train.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.